We're sorry, the number you have dialed is not in service at this time. Mañana viernes, sábado y domingo estaré atendiendo.
Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Black Shirt Mixtape live on Electromagnetic Radio. My name is Jesse, and I will be your host on this uh, sonic journey for the next two hours. And for the next two hours, my friends, it is nothing but Radiohead. Um, <clears throat> so good evening, welcome, or good morning, wherever you're listening around the globe. Um, so I, if you're a fan of the show, if you've listened to me, you know that I like to drivel on about my favorite band, Radiohead. Um, and I realized that I, before I joined the electromagnetic family, I just, my, this podcast was standalone, right? Um, thankfully Bill Tucky, uh, DJ Bill Tucky rescued me and, uh, put me on a nice big platform. And, um, I had done a Radiohead show when my, so the, this, this show used to be an hour long, not two hours. And, um, I didn't really have like a set schedule. I would just do, I would just, uh, record and, um, upload, uh, episodes when I felt like it. Um, but I realized that I hadn't done a Radiohead episode, all Radiohead episode, uh, since before I joined the electromagnetic family. So that is what I'm going to do tonight. I was attempting to do it two weeks ago. Um, but if you listened, you'll, you'll, uh, you know that it was uh, a recording of an older show. I lost complete, um, we had no internet, it was very random, it took all day the next day to get fixed, but uh, nonetheless, here we are, and we are going to be playing um, just a bunch of my favorite tracks, right? Here, here's the thing that I was thinking about when I was putting this playlist together. <clears throat> I, I tried to like get a solid track listing in place, and then I realized that it just it changes based on my mood, right? So what I ended up doing was just dumping a bunch of my favorite tracks uh, album tracks, B-sides, live versions into a playlist, and I'm going to mix it on the fly, right? I'm just going to basically um, play what feels good to me. That that With Radiohead, it's an extremely emotional um, relationship. I have an extremely re- emotional relationship uh, with them. Um, and that track, uh, as everybody knows, is Airbag, uh, the opening track off of 1997's seminal release, OK Computer, the the album that basically put them on that giant pedestal of best band in the world. Um, and so we'll just kind of be talking about the Radiohead journey over the next little bit. Um, you know, the band was formed in 1985. I'm not going to go into the whole, If I'm not going to do like the, well, they started out as on a Friday because they used to practice on Friday. No, they started out in 1985 in uh, Abington, Oxford uh, in the UK. And um, the band is, has stayed intact uh, with the original members since then. They've put out uh, just, a, just a wild, their discography is wild. They, they play what they want. They release what they want when they want. They release it and let you pay what you want. It's just, I could go on and on and on. So it's, it's hard for me to be limited to two hours. But um, so Airbag, I love how that kicks off. That was always my choice to open up the show. And um, I love that track because they, the beginning with the drums was very much uh, them trying to emulate DJ Shadow. So big fan of introducing. They love that record. Um, and I think they did a pretty good job. Uh, and that really tees up that whole record. Um, the next track I'm going to play is my favorite Radiohead song. Well, it's one of my favorite. I mean, I have it tattooed on my arm, so I guess that kind of makes it... I kind of, I guess I kind of makes it one of my favorites. Um, 
but it is a track called Everything in Its Right Place off of the album that came after OK Computer, Kid A, which we'll talk about uh, after I play this track. Enjoy.
mean, how can you not be a fan? I mean, is that not just the most beautiful thing you've ever heard? I don't know. It is to me. That was no surprises off of OK Computer. Um, just another, you know, great example of, of how this band can craft such moving and such ethereal uh, music. I just, I love that record. And, and their style has evolved. <clears throat> and a lot of people are like, well, I, I miss the guitars and I miss all that, you know, pomp and circumstance of OK Computer in their newer stuff. Well, hey, guess what? You can just go back and listen to OK Computer. It's really, it's a novel idea. Um, so we kicked off that run with everything in its right place off Kid A. And so when Kid A, when, when Kid A came out, right, I, I was massive, massive Radiohead fan, right? So I, I, I like everybody else, Creep came out um, off of 1992's Pablo Honey. And, you know, that's an okay album. I think there's a lot of shades of, of what they ended up being and what they could be. I think that it was just, it was a mediocre record. I think we all can agree. The band agrees 100%. Um, and then they, they came out with the bands. And, and I remember listening to that record going, okay, maybe I overlooked something. And I started to get really, really obsessed with the bands. And then OK Computer came out. And I remember watching, they did a show on MTV. <clears throat> there was this um, really neat series that they had called Live at the Ten Spot. And they would play up and coming bands like live, you know, sponsored by them, live show concerts. And I taped it. This was back in the days of when we had VHS tapes. And I wore that thing out. I mean, it was basically them playing um, OK Computer and a handful of tracks from the bands. No creep, no nothing off of, I don't think there's anything off of, maybe they played you. Anyway. That was like, you know, the obsession. It was okay computer, right? And that's all I listened to. I drove everybody insane. Um, I picked apart, apart the album, the production. I learned everything that I can. And keep in mind, this is also like pre-pre-internet. Like internet was in its infancy. So it wasn't that easy to get, you know, information about your favorite bands and how they recorded stuff. <clears throat> so when Kid A came out, there was a, there was a big, like nobody knew what it was going to sound like, right? We heard little snippets here and there. Um... They, they were actually one of the first bands to really utilize the internet and utilize their website. Um, they put out these little like widgets uh, that had music on it as little teasers. Um, Ed O'Brien, uh, their rhythm guitarist slash really he's just a utility player. is so awesome. He kept like an online journal because it was a frustrating process for them, right? They were burnt out. They were tired of their sound at the end of touring the shit out of OK Computer for two years. Very famous... Um, documentary of theirs called meeting people is easy it's kind of hard to watch because you literally literally witnessed tom york having just a, he just has a meltdown he just completely shuts off he just can't take it it's just too much so kid a comes out and we went to a listening party so it was sponsored by a radio station in san diego called 91x and they held it at this imax theater so i i assumed that they did it just for the the sound right because there were just some graphics that kind of played on the screen and whatnot but the opening strains of everything in its right place, that stays with me. I care. That is a core memory for me, sitting there in that theater, listening to those opening keyboard, uh, the opening keyboard lines off of everything in its right place. And that record, you know, it really divided fans um, that were really hoping for OK Computer Part 2, which the band could have done in their sleep, right? And it probably would have been a massive hit. Um. But the record was so divisive 
with their core fans, but ended up being a lot of people's favorites and ended up being like voted one of the best albums of the decade. Like it was crazy. Debuted at number two, all that good stuff. And then we also got the companion piece, um, Amnesiac, which is hard to, to for me to grasp that both that all of those tracks were recorded during the same sessions and they just like, we got to split it, right? We got to split it up. And I'm glad that they did because if they had released a double album, album, it would have been, it would have been a disaster, but they released Kid A with 11 tracks and they released Amnesiac. Great stuff. Um, so yeah, that, that is my, that is my, um, really, I think my favorite record of theirs. Um, and then I played the bends off of um, the bends. Love that track. I mean, that to me is like them really, really getting a real good hold of their sound. Um, and it's funny because like now that I go back and listen, if you listen to the bends and you listen to OK Computer and you listen to Kid A, it is a logical progression. At the time, it was like, what is this? Kid A is like crazy. There's no guitars. and But it all makes sense in my head anyway. Um Let's go ahead and play. We're going to play um, a track off of a later record, uh, A Moonshaped Pool. Um, and this record is heavily influenced by Johnny Greenwood's um, orchestral stuff that he... So he does a lot of movie scores. He's won an Academy Award, I think, I think, um, for directing one of Paul Thomas Anderson's films. Um, and this was a great album where they really incorporated the strings heavily. Uh, into their sound. Um, and this is a, a track called Tinker, Taylor, Soldier, Sailor, Rich Man, Poor Man, Beggar Thief. Very long and long-winded, but it's a beautiful track. You're listening to an all-radio-ed episode of Black Shirt Mixtape live on Electromedio, Electromagnetic Radio. Enjoy. <laughs> Thank you. 
Okay, so maybe when that first came out, that was a bit of a departure from what fans were accustomed to. But man, you could really uh, hear the the dance influences, the, the electronic influences, the kraut influences. Um, that wow, did you hear that? That was a car. You gotta slow down. I'm gonna go scream at some kids. I'm gonna get, go on my front lawn and scream at some kids. Anyway. Um, I, so the first time, so the first time I saw Radiohead, uh, was in support of this album and it was at the Greek theater in Los Angeles and they were having a particularly heavy glitch. A lot of their equipment was glitching because they have all these things that they put together on the, on their own that are like proprietary to Radiohead. They're always building stuff in the studio and, um, some stuff was glitching and Tom was not happy and, when this song started, he just was like pacing in a circle. And um, I, I kid you not, it was like a, like collectively, the all of us thought he, he was going to walk off stage. Like he was very visibly frustrated with uh, his equipment that night, with his engineers, whatever. And they just, they just like launched full bore into this track. And if you've seen them live before, you know that he just, he freaks out when he dances. Like you know that he's into it. And he does this crazy dance at the end. And we had never seen that before and he did it and the whole place lost their shit. They were screaming and yelling and it was unbelievable. Like I remember looking at my friends, just like we're like looking at each other, like, Oh my God, what did we just witness? Like this was unbelievable. Um, okay. So in that run, we had Tinker Taylor soldier, uh, sailor off of the moon shaped pool, beautiful record, very heavy orchestral influence. A lot of the lyrics people, the stuff that I've read, it really kind of uh, was a reflection of the demise of his marriage or uh, uh, to his longtime partner, Rachel. Um, just a heavy record. They went through a lot of stuff during that, the recording of that album. Their producer, really the the sixth member of Radiohead, Nigel Godrich, his dad had passed away. Um, just a lot of heavy stuff going on during the recording of that, but they got a beautiful album out of it. Um, and then we listened to Reckoner off of In Rainbow. So... Um, the last album that uh, Radiohead were under contract for was Hail to the Thief. So they completed that for EMI Parlophone. And then they were labelless, and they really kind of have been labelless. Uh, XL Recordings is their distributor, but they're not tied to any label really anymore. And the first record that they put out after that was in Rainbows. And at the time, it was a very, very novel thing that they did, which was pay whatever you'd like. Um, it was literally like, if you feel zero, then don't pay. If you feel like it's $5, then pay $5. And, um, it was a runaway success. They made more money on that album than they did on, I think any of their other ones, like straight royalty, like straight, uh, uh, um, compensation from the sale. Um, and people were like labels were pissed. Cause at that point it's like, well, we really don't need a, we, labels are obsolete at this point. Like if you're big enough you can just distribute your music online and people will pay what they want. And ironically, most people did pay uh, for the album, which is really cool, right? They just basically let you determine what you feel you should be paying for this piece of art because that's really what it is. Um, and it's funny also how that record, so if, if OK Computer is to Gen X, then In Rainbows is to Gen Z for sure. Like they scored another massive hit with that album and it's such a, complete opposite of okay computer which was filled with dread and it was heavy and angsty and in rainbows is a beautiful warm album it's it's just loose and it's just absolutely breathtaking um and it was really neat to see that journey um you know from 
from uh, OK Computer to Kid A to Hail to the Thief to In Rainbows. Um, and then after that, we played You off of Pablo Honey, their debut album. One of, that's one of the songs that I really like on the album, and it kills live. I've got a ton of different versions over the years um, from shows, and it 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 is a great... I, I would love to hear them bring that back if they end up touring again. Um, and then Idiotech, uh, and that version was off the re-released Kid A, Kid A Amnesia album, which was a celebration... Um, of, of the release of both of those, those bookends. Um, okay. Let's, let's play some B sides because Radiohead have some really great B sides. Um, and I'm going to play a track off of, uh, the paranoid Android EP. And it's a song called polyethylene's part polyethylene part one and two. Um, it, like I said, they've got a ton of great B sides. Uh, I could do a whole show on that. Uh, but this is one of my favorites. So enjoy. You're listening to black shirt mixtape. Live on Electromagnetic Radio, all Radiohead for the next hour and a half or so. Enjoy. Go!
I mean, that was just a phenomenal run. I could have let it go much longer, but I, I, I could have let the whole show just go, to be honest with you. Um, but I felt like I needed to take a little break because I know you guys missed the sound of my voice. <clears throat> just kidding. Um, this show, I'm going to have to do a part two. Uh, as I'm sitting here, like rearranging everything and I've got like three hours worth of music and really two hour show, you know, I try to keep the banter to a minimum on shows like this, where it's like a themed, right. Where it's focused on one band as opposed to my normal mixtape show. Um, but that's not your problem. That's my problem. Uh, okay. So we kicked off that run with polyethylene parts one and two off the paranoid android ep and then we saved that into one of my favorite songs off of amnesiac the smiths inspired knives out true story ed o'brien played johnny marr guitarist of the smiths uh, a almost finished version of that track to get his blessing because he was like this song is going to come out and you're gonna probably think that we ripped you off and we kind of did but it's a great homage um to to them um, and if you go to their Radiohead's website, there's a, it's the, they have this thing called the Radiohead Public Library, which houses a ton of interactive stuff and a lot of live footage. You can dig through it and find them covering Headmaster Ritual uh, by the Smiths from one of their, they did like a, uh, um, like a, uh, what do you call it? A, um, a live feed, uh, during the In Rainbows period, I think maybe. Uh, and they play that live. It's fantastic. After that, we heard Sail to the Moon off of Hail to the Thief, the beautiful track uh, that Tom wrote for his son, Noah. Um, and then we went into uh, two of my favorite songs that I love how they, I always have to listen to them together, Optimistic and then In Limbo, which is what it goes into. Um, I also had Morning Bell that I was going to play, but I'm like, let me just stop for a second. I'll get to that song, but maybe not today. Um, let's play another B-side, shall we? So we played polyethylene. I'm going to play you my favorite, um, my favorite B-side of theirs. And it's off of the Iron Lung EP and it's a track called Permanent Daylight. Um, and if you, back in the day, if you got mixes from me, you usually had this song on it, like cassette or CD. Most, now this is probably CD time. CD mix. You definitely had this track on it. Um, I love it. To me, I think it's a good foreshadowing of a lot of their later stuff in terms of the, this kind of how there's so much going on at once. And it's very, I don't know, it's a very subversive song, um, but I love it. This is uh, Permanent Daylight. Enjoy.
So that to me is, God, this has turned out to be a, a, a weird and wonderful little episode um, tonight. <clears throat> so we're doing all Radiohead, uh, winding down our two-hour show. Um, but I love that. So I started off the block with a B-side, and I ended with a B-side. And that track is called Gagging Order, off of Comlag uh, 2 plus 2 equals 5 EP. Um <clears throat> It's very much, it seems like it's, it, it reminds me, it has some moments of John Lennon, some hints of, of, of John Lennon's style of writing in that track. <clears throat> and um, the first song that we played was Permanent Daylight, which is a B-side. You know, sitting here listening to it, I, you can draw a direct line from that track uh, stylistically to Weird Fishes, which we played after Subterranean Homesick Alien, which hands down, one of the best tracks on OK Computer, I heard it live once and I just about my soul just about left my body. Um, the ending on that track is, I still don't know. I, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall um, during those recording sessions just, or, or even just, 
kind of get into their mind frame when they were recording OK Computer. Gosh, this is like unreal. Like they had to have been sitting in this room going, we literally like knocked this out of the park. Like this is going to be massive. I, I, I refuse to believe that they just sat there and were like, meh, you know, it's good. We'll see what happens. Um, let's see. How much time do we have left? What time is it? Uh, oh yeah, we got a little bit of time. So as I mentioned, I'm going to have to do two. I'm going to have to do a, a part two of this. There's just way too much material for me. Um, and as I mentioned also, it's, it, you know, I'm kind of doing this playlist on the fly, rearranging the track listing. Cause it's, it's, it, I want to be in the moment, right? Songs that flow in and out of each other. What sounds good to me in the moment? What sounds good to me right now though, is this track off of hail to the thief. You're listening to Black Shirt Mixtape, live on Electro Electromagnetic Radio. Enjoy. Yeah. 
Such a great track. Uh, that was where I end and you begin off of Hail to the Thief. And before that, we had um, Morning Mr. Magpie. Um, so The King of Limbs is was one of those albums that, like, mm, I think a lot of fans didn't like at first, and maybe it's still their least favorite next to Pablo Honey. I think it's just a crazy good rhythmic or exploration into rhythm. And I remember I heard it, I was in New York and the album was released and it was early in the morning. I was sitting out on a balcony and I remember listening to the opening track in bloom or bloom. Um, it's not a Nirvana track. This was bloom. And, um, and then I remember, I remember the first time I heard uh, morning, Mr. Magpie live and it's like the guitars on, you know, cause Johnny and, and Ed, their, their guitars, they flank, you know, Tom on the left and the right side and hearing it live was like two like jet engines. It was just so powerful, but, um, I love that track. I I really love that album actually, you know, separator Lotus flower, um, videotape. Um, there's just so many, it's such a great, there's not a bad Radiohead record aside from Pablo honey. (laughs) Um, all right. Well, listen, I think that's, that's going to bring us, probably to the end of the show. I'm going to close us out here with um, a couple more tracks, but um, I hope that you enjoyed this part one of a uh, deep dive into Radiohead. Some of my favorite tracks, as I mentioned earlier, it's it ended up being a little bit of a weird and wonderful show, very much fluid playlist um, based on kind of how I was feeling. And there's their discography is just, there's so it's so vast that there's just so much to pull from. And um I don't know. They're, they're, they are my favorite band. They, they fit every mood that I'm in. So as always, thank you for listening. Um, if you missed this episode or any of the other episodes from our family of electromagnetic DJs, please head over to our website, em-radio.com. Look for the uh, Mixcloud link, and you will find mine as well as every other DJ's shows. And then I will have this up on... Um, all the normal streaming services tomorrow, um, wherever you may listen, it'll be available. Just head over to my social media. My, my Instagram account's the best. Um, it's got my link tree there. Uh, and that's Hey Jesse, Hey with five Y's underscore Jesse. Um, and as always be kind to one another because it's free. Enjoy.
Piedras renales, piedras, eh, bueno.